Hello, it's Jack Tutor of Attention Magazine. Welcome to Crucial Listening, the podcast where I speak with musicians and sound artists about three albums that are important to them. My guest this time is Dalibor Cruz, the project of Paolo Paz, a Honduran-American producer based in Chicago. Paolo's new album as Dalibor Cruz, Riddle with Absence, came out recently on Natural Sciences, which is a label based in Manchester, UK. The record is amazing. I've been playing it incessantly since I got it a few weeks back. It's inspired by the energy and polyrhythmic frenzy of Honduran punto music, techno music as well, and this really fiery use of one take methodology for recording, bringing in effects, taking them away, so reverb ramps up, cuts back, distortion cranks to the max, throttles back, everything's being chopped and changed on the fly and these tracks feel absolutely piping hot. You can check out this record and please do over at naturalsciences.bandcamp.com. Head over to attentionmagazine.co.uk forward slash crucial listening where I'll have links to Pablo's picks and to his music as well. Loved speaking to Pablo. This was lovely. The audio isn't the absolute best, but I don't think it impedes the discussion. Please enjoy this conversation with Dalibor Cruz on Crucial Listening. Welcome to Crucial Listening. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show. So we're here to talk about three important albums of yours. Before we get into those, I want to ask about some recent music of yours, uh, notably Riddle with Absence, which was released back in March on Manchester label Natural Sciences. In fact, this first question relates, I guess, more to the process that you underwent over the last year. We were talking just before we recorded proper about the fact that you went through a bit of an overhaul in sound over the time that we've been in lockdown. So what was it that instigated that? And what did that look like? I mean, it was more of the the, the pandemic and all the time on my hands that I had to uh, really kind of ponder it. Um, but also, uh, I, I was just, uh, in, a, in, a, in a sense, I was getting bored of like kind of a the techno that I was, that was going that was coming out that, you know, from the people that I knew, like, uh, I don't know, just like the, the distorted fast stuff that was coming out. And I, I just kind of wanted to kind of, uh, go down my own path, you know, with music. So just like kind of trying to think of, uh, like uh, processes and stuff to kind of think it, think it, thinking outside of the box kind of way, you know? instead of uh, following a certain formula or trend, really. Um, but yeah, as like time went on, it was just, uh, uh, just uh, slowly, you know, became more and more uh, quote unquote realized of like, you know, what I want to sound like or do. Um, 
also uh, the fact that I was on unemployment kind of uh, allowed me to buy certain pieces of gear that I feel like really uh, were necessary for what I wanted to achieve um, as well in sound. So that was also, you know, a thing uh, this past year and a half or so. Yeah. And did you have like a conception in your head of what you wanted to drive for when you were shedding that techno sound? No, not not really. I mean, it, it, I, I've always, you know, I've always uh, had a sense of like, you know, polyrhythms when I would make music, you know, in my head, you know, mm -hmm. um, but really just, uh, just kind of like percussion, you know, um, I was, uh, you know, I've always been inspired by uh, like punta, uh, punta music from, from uh, Honduras. Uh -huh. You know, that type of uh, kind of uh, circular type of drumming. Um, but, um, you know, I kind of took that inspiration and, you know, made it like into tighter electronic music, you know, so to speak. And was that driven by... I think I read the answer to this in an interview with you recently, but I can't recall. Was it samples? Was it you playing these instruments yourself? I mean, there's a few tracks where I, I did play the instruments myself. Um, uh, not like uh, they weren't, uh, they, they're not like, you know, uh, they're not from, you know, they're not Honduran instruments. Uh -huh. uh, they're, they're more like, uh, like, uh, like I have a, a mini Pacajua which is like an Indian instrument and a darbuka, which is Middle Eastern. But I kind of uh, took those and kind of implemented it in a way where, you know, it was more, you know, uh, to what I had in mind, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, a lot, some of them, uh, a lot of the tracks are, you know, they're not sample based. They're, I mean, uh, they're rompler, you know, synthesizer base. Mm -hmm. I, would, I, I, I use a, a lot of romplers, um, especially emu stuff. So, um, like, uh, like the Protus rack mount line of things, um, sequence those. So, yeah. It's driven largely by single takes, right? Something I read as well. I, what I love about listening to this record is that you feel that so much listening to it. It feels like you're watching the dials moving up and down, things being manipulated in real time. It's got such a present tense energy to it from start to finish. Uh, yeah, take, yeah. take me into what that looks like. So when you're making one of these pieces over the course of a single take, how are you going about it? Um, basically, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's more like, you know, I kind of have all the elements I want in the track and, uh, you know, sequenced on, on a sequencer that are, you know, that are on their each mute track, you know, and, uh, also I have, uh, you know, uh, certain sounds routed into their own input, you know, on a mixer as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also, uh, you know, for effects and stuff, I, you know, uh, route the, the, the effects through auxiliary sends and stuff like that. And like, uh, sub, you know, the sub mixer, you know, mm -hmm. uh, dials and stuff. So especially, you know, when, uh, distortion or stuff would come in or like the, the break, you know, the, the breakdown and delay or something, you know, the, the whole delay and, kind of, uh, ping pong, um, 
it would uh, be all you know live turn it turn up the the faders turn them down you know kind of manipulate the the, the instrument you know faders mm-hmm. uh basically it's just uh for the most part it's uh you know definitely just like a feeling i have in the moment you know and uh sometimes i do like you know if like i'm like a minute in i'm like oh like you know i had an idea then i would like go back and record it for but for the most part it's uh definitely uh you know one or two takes that i do and then it's you know kind of go on to the next thing and uh you know sometimes i go in and like uh you know kind of edit it and like you know do reverse you know kind of like a back mask type of stuff Uh um but other than that yeah all of it's pretty much uh straight uh one take you know um you you know just imagine uh you know someone uh, you know uh, you know, you know how you know how the the motorized mixers go. You know how they go all like wavy and stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just imagine that, but like I'm I'm doing that with my fingers. And stuff. <laughs> Wicked. That's great. Uh, along with Riddle with Absence, I know you've got another record out as well called Result of Shackle on American Erectors, right? Um, mm-hmm. That seems to be a limited physical run. I couldn't find anywhere to listen to it from from here so i'm intrigued to know how does that compare with riddle with absence is that putting in a different direction or? Mm, no uh, it, it compares in like a, like a, i feel like like, in like the same era of like you know music i was making at that point but there's also their their uh, differences there's not as many uh one take you know uh, tracks in there um i'd say half of it's one take tracks and half of it is uh you know kind of uh more uh you know in-depth editing you know type of stuff um but uh yeah uh that record is uh released by uh my friend omar um chicago based guy he's i don't know if you've heard of the band but he's in rectal hygienics um, uh-huh He's all. He also used to run uh, the, the, this uh, place called uh, Club Rectum here in Chicago, which was a big, uh, uh, like a notorious kind of noise experimental uh, spot people would go to. But uh, yeah, I guess he, there's there's a lot of similarities, but you know some differences too. I feel like they 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 they're the same like era of sound. I feel like what I'm doing now is like kind of uh, in a way different from what i was doing when i made those two records uh-huh but um but yeah um yeah they he did he didn't put it up on online or online or anything and uh limited you know run of them so yeah nice kind of real diy type of type of stuff and that leads in nicely actually to what you got coming up so again we chatted a bit before you started in the podcast proper but what have you got on the horizon uh, I got a uh, another LP coming out this summer with uh, another local label called uh, Chicago Research. That's that's going to be a fun one. Um, it's going to be uh, so you know the for some of the tracks are going to be more dance oriented, and the the other half more uh, down tempo, uh, atmospheric. You know, and then I'm coming out with an an EP, a follow up EP with 
the same label. And then uh, there is a possibility that I am going to release another uh, uh, tape with uh, another Chicago uh, label called Reserve Matinee. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a chance that, uh, yeah, that, that's coming out in the fall. So. That's John, John Daniels' label, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet, that's so cool. And I read as well you've got hundreds of tracks backed up. So you mentioned the handful of releases there, but do you have the impulse to want to unleash all the stuff you've put down? Are you quite content with a lot of stuff to be like, cool, that served its purpose, it doesn't need to come out? Or, you know, do you have plans for the backlog of material that you've assembled over lockdown? I, I don't really have any plans for it. I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, when the time comes, you know, but. Mm-hmm. For now, for now, I don't really have uh, any plans or have any, you know, it, it, like it's yeah, like you said, it like served its purpose. But I also just I, I want to release it, which is you know later on down the line, you know. Uh huh. So, but uh, yeah, no plans really for for those that stuff. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's good to keep certain stuff and kind of uh, you know uh, unleash it when the time is right. You know. And you've got a show coming up, yeah? Uh, yeah, uh, there's going to be a show in July uh, that uh, the guy Blake from Chicago Research is setting up, so I'm excited for that. Fantastic. Well, Paolo, let's move on to your important records. Now, one thing I'd like to ask before we get into the specific albums is how you thought about the term important when coming to your selection. So was there a way that you understood that word in order to come up with the selection that you did? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say uh, the the Muslim Gaz album and the Paul Schutz album. Um, definitely, uh, Muslim Gaz has just like has so much material. Yeah, that you know, it's hard to pick like the the most you know. But uh, this one in particular was uh, definitely and uh, the, the more beat driven kind of a bass distortion kind of a. There's some there's some tracks that are like loose that aren't quantized, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I, I I like to do a lot, um, especially uh, to make thing. You know, if I have like a an idea to make something sound more circular, you know, then I I do the unquantized. But um, mm. for those two albums, it's a uh, you know I, I at this point uh, it's uh, it's uh, to listen and, and to kind of find things to like reverse engineer, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, certain like tech, like per- like perceptions of like techniques or something like that to like, you know, uh, you know, re- reverse engineer into like my music in a way, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, that, that's, that's definitely, especially uh, the, the Paul Schutz album. I've been listening to that uh, for a few years now. Um, that one is just like, you know, uh, and like when it comes to uh, uh, atmospheric kind of percussive, uh, it's like a like visual, you know, when you listen to it, insanity, that's like oh, yeah. something I listen to a, a lot to kind of uh, grasp, uh, like, you know, his perception and listen to certain things that like, you know, I think are, you know, really intriguing and would be fun to reverse engineer you know definitely like uh 
like certain reverb slapbacks or something like that. Speaking of Paul Schutz, uh, I, I followed him recently on Instagram and he actually uh, took the time to go on my profile and, and listen to my the Riddle Without Absence album and uh, commented on it. And I was like, so starstruck by <laughs> wow. that, you know? Yeah. So like, he so even commented cool. on it, you know, he like, uh, I forgot. He's like, dude, this is a great album. Like, like you love your rhythmic constructions. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, like you're the master of rhythmic constructions, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was really rewarding that felt like a like a personal accolade you know yeah um, that's amazing yeah so um that, that was really really cool um but when it comes to uh the the punta stuff the the, the, the los rolands mm-hmm. um that i just grew up listening to that you know my my dad's from Honduras, um so uh you know that's you know uh Every time, you know, it's just like he would listen to it around the house. But, you know, that's just like the, the music of Honduras, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, especially during Christmas time. Uh, that would just like, uh, you know, like Punta and uh, Casabe and Los Rolands would just like always be playing on the radio. Because that's just like, you know, to, to Hondurans, that's like Christmas music, like merengue and salsa and cumbia and Punta, that's all like Christmas music to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's and the, especially the rhythms and you know the it's like they they're they're the, like the the rhythms are like so like, like eclectic and like to me they just sound so cool and you know that like but they don't even try it's just like you know what they know like growing you know like being around the music growing up you know um, so I I thought that was really cool and I'm you know, definitely try to you know shine, shine a light on the, the my my pride for for Honduras. You know, yeah, oh, that's a really awesome peek into each of these these records and why you pick them. Um, let's get into one of them more specifically. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, um, I don't, I don't know which one did you listen to first. <laughs> it was a good question. I think it was Muslim Gores first. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that that's just a uh, Muslim guy's just like, you know, I, he's, he's always like intrigued me as a musician, you know, like, uh, like definitely, you know, I mean, he has so much material, uh, yeah. but you know, there, there'd be some like, you know, things I had never listened to before that I, you know, like, you know, from my perception, from what I heard, I'm like, you know, it's like, oh, like, oh, I, you know, like it was that moment where like, oh, I thought of that too. Like, you know, and yeah. like, I can't believe Muslim guys like did that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. With a, you know, and uh, especially uh, in this album, the, the, the bass lines, the, how they kind of uh, groove in this way. Like, you know, when I first heard this album, like I was like, I was amazed by, by that because it, it would, it was something I was like doing, like experimenting with, but like hadn't fully fleshed out. But when I like heard that, I was like, that's exactly like what I was like trying to think of doing, you know what I mean? That's so like, cool. so yeah. that's, I even bought the CD, you know, like I was like, damn, this is like, you know, that that's like, it was like, it was like me, like, you know, working on this idea. And then I like heard that 
and I was like, I was like, no, no way. You know, like <laughs> this is like basically what I've been, you know, it, it blew my mind. So that's, that's definitely, uh, um, why I chose that album too. Cause, uh, it, it was just like, uh, it felt like, uh, I was like slipping into his like consciousness, you know, mm. slipstream, you know, in a way. And then like, and then when I heard that, I like, you know, literally slipped in it like i like that's what i felt like i was like holy shit you know like you know like uh, i slipped on a banana or some shit that's what it felt like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it was it was nuts you know but um yeah no he's like one of those people where it's like uh, i like he, he like i would hear things and i would like you know like i said before i was like i thought that, you know what i mean yeah like, and then but it would be like but he like fleshed it out in this way where it's just like like you know I hadn't gone that far to flesh it out yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I kind of like, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, whatever Muslim guys, you know, you know, you know, kind of like shrug off. But then I remember I was like, oh, this dude was like well in his thirties when he was doing this, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, so I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm only 24. So it's, it's fine. You, <laughs> you know? got time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a really, cool experience to feel like i've had it as well with certain musicians where you're like oh your reflexes are my reflexes um you know that's that's how i that's how i felt like you know even you know just like even in the live take thing you know mm, yeah like, uh, like uh, sometimes i feel like you know like oh we have the same reflexes you know what i mean yeah yeah it's, it's crazy you know um but you know like uh Sometimes I feel like, oh man, like when Muslim guys died, like I was only three years old, like maybe, maybe, maybe that dude's like, you know, like spirit, just like not his, like he, some of his spirit just like went into my three-year-old body or something. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, you know, some, uh, some divine intervention shit, but that's just like, you know, that's just like fun thinking, you know? Like, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because one thing that I've found so fascinating about looking up his stuff, I've listened to a couple of his records before, but having only listened to those records in isolation and not really looked any further, I had no mm-hmm. idea that he had, you know, about 400, I, I don't know how many it is, it's not 400, but, you know, a whole load of other records as well out, like a huge amount, and are still coming out posthumously now. Like, he has such a strong um presence even now as an artist releasing music mm-hmm. in 2021 that's ridiculous i can't think of anyone else who uh who is still releasing so prolifically like mm, i well, can't either it it blows my mind it's like you know some of the you know i actually haven't listened to like his most recent uh, stuff but uh like his 2021 stuff but i've listened to some of the stuff that came out a few years ago it's uh it's just like straight it's just like it's crazy it's like crazy how cutthroat it is you know he just like gets to the point of like each you know and some of them like are even like you know only two minutes long or something you know yeah i don't know it's just crazy how like you know realized he was and what he was doing before he died you know yeah absolutely it feels like uh, and this is me speaking as someone who hasn't heard that stuff, but listening to this record, I was like, this sounds really jagged 
and fresh now in a way that I can imagine if you're looking at releasing someone's catalogue posthumously, there's obviously an appeal to people who always listen to Muslim gods. But mm -hmm. I guess you've got to consider, like, is there a... Um, maybe this is playing into, like, too much of the culture around music having to be presently pertinent, but it must be a sense as well, a real extra validation of, like, this, this stuff still cuts through in every successive year that you're releasing it, you know, whether it's 2015, 2016, right up until now, this there's music that can still, that doesn't come out and feel utterly at odds with current musical climate or current musical inclinations. Like this, this sounded great now. That's why like, I liked it so much because it was just like, you could listen, you could listen to it then, or you could listen to it now. You could listen to it like in ten or twenty years, and it'll still sound like nothing else, like that's ever been made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, nothing else that will, like will ever like be made. You know. So that, yeah, that's that's one thing. It's like the the, the sheer uh, the sheer individuality um, uh, with with his music. Um, mm. I, I definitely. Um, relate to in a way because i mean it's like i mean some people make music for you know the trend you know what i mean or like you know they that's what they kind of start a song with is like how can i make it sound like uh like, like hyper pop or like you know this yeah, that, yeah. you know like deconstruct a club or something <laughs> yes yeah you know i i i i relate to the like instinctual part of uh that that kind of you know spirit behind the music you know because uh, i mean you know when i go in i you know everyone goes in with an idea but you know at a certain point you know i, I kind of just like turn off my mind and like kind of like let the like idea flow like through like through me and not really think about it until it's like done you know yeah and uh I think that's, I don't know, I think that's important, with, especially with, like, individuality, you know, uh, within music is, like, not really thinking too much of uh, the outcome and the perception or the, the what you're trying, like, who you're trying to appeal to, you know? It's, like, it really is, like, the spirit behind it and uh, the kind of, yeah, like, the, the, the natural instinct uh, that you have for creating music you know do you think that being very prolific and making music continually is a part of that i mean that was obviously something that muslim gores did i know that you as well make so much music I and mean, does that allow you to get into a kind of self-referential feedback loop with yourself where you're like well now the inspiration that i'm feeding off isn't that exciting track that i heard by someone else but it's the thing that i did just now it's the thing i'm doing currently yeah that's 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 how i feel yeah it's it's a you know i get excited with uh, something that i'm doing like in that moment you know mm. um I, I get excited uh you know you know sometimes if i like you know make a loop that i'm like really excited about i kind of just you know sit there and uh, listen to the loop and uh add live effects like as the loop goes because i'm just like just really like you know enjoying that moment with, with something you know yeah I mean, that was a question I was going to ask earlier, actually, is do you have to restrain yourself from making these songs three times as long? I feel like it must be so tempting, or it would uh, be for me. <laughs> like, what, what do you going. mean? Like, 
Like, what do you mean? Oh, just like keep recording? Just to get completely plugged into a particular idea to the point where it's hard to know where to stop and say, okay, that's enough of that. You know, I'm going to cut this off while it's cresting rather than when I've had enough of it. Is it easy to assert that discipline that says this is six minutes and that's enough rather than I'm going to jam this out for 10, 15 minutes and get hypnotized by it? Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I kind of do the jam. I kind of record for 10, 15 minutes, you know, get nice. hypnotized by it. But I also, you know, I also go, go back and like, you know, edit it down if I feel like it needs to be edited down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, personally, uh, like to, uh, duplicate the recording or something and, uh, slow it down, you know, mm. like, a, uh, yeah, like, uh, a quarter of uh, a, a octave, you know. Um, but it's cool because uh, then I have two versions of the same song that are still com- they're completely different, you know, uh, in a way, you know. Are there any tracks on Riddle with Absence that are like the slowed down iteration? No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, no, I. I don't think so. No, there's no, there's none. But there's definitely a. Uh, I know there's like parts within certain tracks that uh, are uh, slowed down and uh, reversed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that, but not not full tracks. To bring it back to Muslim Course as well, how did you first discover Muslim Course? Do you remember? No, not not really. I mean, it was it was about when I was like seventeen or eighteen. Uh, it was uh, it was probably just like going down a YouTube uh, rabbit hole, you know, just kind of like uh, going through the recommended or like going onto someone's channel, you know. But I don't remember specifically how I uh, discovered Muslim guys. But uh, when I did, I like it was like an instant, like you know, like connection, you know, to like mm-hmm. the, the music, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, don't remember specifically. Uh, fair. Do you remember what other music you were listening to around this time? Around this time, uh, <laughs> a lot of like a lot of old, older stuff. Uh, a lot of like uh, kind of like uh, older, like out of that uh, kind of skull step drum and bass. I remember, um, mm-hmm. like um, what's his name? Current Value. Uh huh. Listen, some Current Value. Um, Sure, just uh, I was listening to I was listening to Yasos a lot too. Yasos is sick. It's like a new age guy. It's really sick. Um, nice. Definitely, yeah. Just like a lot of experimental stuff too. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't really remember, but I do remember those two. I just realized I haven't said the name of the the record at any point yet. Hussein Mahmoud Jeeb Teha from nineteen ninety nine. So this one. This one came out just days after he died as well, right? Um, yeah. yeah. In 1999. Um, do you have a favorite track on this one? Um, I would say I would say the uh, the the uh, mule. Yeah, that one's that one's like my favorite, the opening one. Uh huh. Okay. just like I don't know, it's just like so tenacious. You know what I mean? I guess another one I'd, I'd say. Uh, minarets of america like uh punk you know it's like 
like it's only a minute long but i'm like really into that you know yeah. like the, the whole short you know um thing yeah totally especially in the context of a record like this we've got pieces yeah, all around definitely. going on for 10 minutes right yeah yeah the 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 10 minute ones are always interesting you know but uh you know mm -hmm. it sounds like that he just like kind of like recorded it and like just you know gave it up you know some yeah. of those longer tracks you know just like you know kind of just like uh, handed it off and called it good you know yeah yeah i i what i love actually is how blunt his use of repetition can be that is often uh with a lot of the samples he's using no attempt to try and create any extra stimulation by like modulating the sound too much or uh, i don't know coating it in different effects like some of the things that repeated are just I, I mean maybe actually on a more intense listening this isn't the case but it feels almost verbatim like it's a it's a real hard repetition you're hearing the same sound again and confronting that same sound again which i absolutely love that method of repetition which is incredibly raw and just says no 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 <laughs> like persist with this listen again no that's that, that's that's something i always found uh, interesting too is like the the just like the the the, the atmosphere you know it was like it, it was this one atmosphere you know uh, mm -hmm. for each track you know and you like just stuck with that atmosphere you know yeah. yeah and i i always i always admired that as well especially as uh the stuff he did in like the the mid 90s like uh betrayal or like veiled sisters um, i don't know if you listen to those but those are but i that's one thing uh it, it just felt like a kind of a like a, like a short film or something you know which i, I admire a lot Great, well, Paolo, let's talk about your second important record. So, um, the next one I listened to was the Paul Schutzer record, so we can go for that one if you like. Yeah, yeah, that works. So, do you remember how you discovered this one? Um, yeah, yeah, actually I do. Um, I was listening to it, and it's like a, it's, um, it's a Muslim guy's connection, um, I was uh, looking into the, one of the labels he released uh, in uh, on like uh, in the in the nineties uh, because I, I really like the artwork and stuff the extreme records mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of uh, delved into that catalog and um, yeah I mean uh, I was just like intrigued by the like, cover art and uh, the new maps of hell you know the title and I uh, uh, clicked on it I mean it's uh it's 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 definitely more uh, uh, cinematic, you know, um, which I, I also like a lot. But yeah, that's uh, and I that was like uh, back in like 2017, I'd say. I was uh, when I first moved to Chicago, I was just like digging for uh, weirdo music, you know, on discogs, you know, <laughs> rabbit holes and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, just uh, on discogs, you know, extreme records. Um, that's how I discovered Paul Schutz. 
And what was it? I mean, you've you've given a bit of insight into this uh, when we were talking earlier, but what was it about this record that grabbed you when you were first listening to it? Man, just like the, the, the I don't know, just the, the like genius way of like percussion. I feel like this is like the, the percussion and like the, the drone atmosphere um, and the ways, the way like uh, certain parts of like some songs were just like, you know, kind of like bleed like together, like, like, like scenes from a movie or something, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, well, you know, it, 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 you, you could barely hear the transition, you know, it, it would, it would just, it's just like, it's so different than anything I've ever heard and like eclectic, you know, like everything about it. It's just like, just like so good to me and like what I'm like, you know, find in like music that I like, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like, especially like the, the, the certain, I mean, I, I don't really know much about scales or, you know, keyboard scales or anything like that. But like, just like a, I, I could hear like the, the, the transitions and scales where it would be like, this like sort of like drone, drony, like, like kind of dark, like depth, you know, uh, of hell. And then it would like, go into this like you know the next scale like that he would play or something would like go into this like kind of uh, like entering like like this this you know like the new mess like it, to me it sounded like, like entering this new part of hell where it was, yes like, where it was like you know like uh like like big like skies of like you know red and pink you know and kind of like beautiful but still like you know dark you know yeah like, that's what I really liked about it. Just like you know, captivating, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. You can totally tell, like I was reading about him. He wrote scores for films, lectured on film sound. He was a film critic. Like clearly that cinematic mm-hmm. energy he couldn't keep out of his music as well. As you say, it's so narratively driven. Uh, yeah. So yeah keep like, together. It, it rocked, I'll rock, it rocked my world when I, when I first discovered it, you know, and uh, <laughs> still to this day, you know, I, I go back to it and listen to it, you know, especially if you're like, you know, like I said, like, uh, like ch- trying to like reverse engineer, uh, things, you know what I mean? Um, cause it's sometimes, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I mean, there's like, uh, you know, there's moments where I like listen to music leisurely, you know, um, mm especially if I'm like driving around on a nice day or something, going to the beach or something, you know, like definitely like, you know, listen to like some, 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 some beach music type of, you know, yeah. um, my, my playlist, you know, beach music, but um, yeah, for, for, for the most part, I kind of, I listen to music, uh, just like to like, you know, kind of listen to it like uh, uh, in, intuitively, intuitively and, uh, and uh, like uh, certain like realizations, like like if I hear something, you know, like in in a, in a piece I'm listening to or something, I like, and it inspires me. Then I like you know would go and like kind of reroute things, you know, like on on my end, you know, and like kind of reiterate it, but in like a way that I would perceive it, you know. It, it's yeah, that's kind of that's how I listen to music these days. I don't I don't like go and like you know you know 
listen to music that uh, I don't listen to music to uh, uh, for like uh, it's hard for me to explain. Like, you know, it's 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 more of a for for you know like reiterate reiterating it in in a way that it's like you know it's it's the the element is there but it's like completely my own you know as we've kind of touched on as well i guess that's something that takes quite a craft because it's so easy to come fresh off the excitement of a particular idea and immediately emulate that in a way which feels like it's completely riding that initial buzz of being excited by that thing rather than i guess like the the root of what that can provide you as a creator yourself uh and suddenly you're just emulating right um stuff that just grabs you on a whim right so it's yeah uh, exactly like uh uh, emulating and uh literally just like reverse engineering you know completely like you know dismantling it and then, you know re re reassembling it like to like completely you know like 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 a alien spacecraft or something you know like <laughs> yeah. reverse engineering the whole thing and like making it like you know a new you know piece of thing equipment or whatever you know? mm. and this is maybe too much of a specific question but can you are that what are the bits on this record new maps of how that you heard and were like, I need to bring that in. Like that's the bit that I want to reverse engineer. Um, the definitely the percussion, the whole, the live percussion aspect of uh, the, the the patterns that he does, uh, and like you know the, the 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 drum the drum sound choices that he uh, uses. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, it's hard it's hard for for me to describe, but definitely like some of the the, the rhythmic patterns that he uses yeah uh, i've used that a lot in, uh, you know like you know in my own you know it's unreleased like you know i have like a lot of like you know because uh i i have uh the these rompler modules that uh have like really high-end uh, uh acoustic drum sounds that i use and i uh, i i kind of uh use a uh, different uh, arpeggiate, arpeggiators and uh, equipment to kind of uh, make it, you know, super uh, rhythmically uh, live, you know, mm, yeah. but in like, you know, uh, in not in a not playing way, you know, I'm not playing the drums, but, you know, I'm trying to emulate that, you know, that, that I am, you know. Uh-huh, absolutely. But yeah, certain things like that. Um, um, definitely, uh atmospheres to like the kind of like the like the scales he uses you know i, I try to do certain things like that um, definitely uh it's it's just, you know kind of trying to make things cinematic you know in a way mm. you know like certain because i mean I have, I have a lot of like different projects like that i i have like uh, be oriented or like atmospheric or like comp composed you know compositional you know type of stuff uh, but more on the like uh, the, the atmospheric compositional end of but i what i'm uh making i i try to add those and add those uh ideas and elements in, into my music have you got a favorite track on this paul schitzer album as well um i uh, think it's 
it has to be sacred agents or topology of a phantom city or sacred agents yeah nice um yeah like uh i guess i like now thinking of it, I can make the connection with like the, the first track on the album and uh, topology of a phantom city, mm. a really intense percussive rhythm, rhythmic intensity going on. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I guess that's a connection to uh, Paul Schultz. Definitely. Wicked. But uh, yeah, speaking of, yeah, like I said earlier, he, I followed him, you know, kind of just like, you know, looked him up. I was like, you know, I wonder what, what Paul Schitt's is doing now. You know? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, he has a, he has an Instagram. And it's like, he like makes fragrances now, you know? And wow. Damn, that's sick. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I followed him. It's like out of nowhere. He just like comments on the, the post about the album, excited about it. And, uh, so cool. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, taken aback. I'm like, you know, I'm like drinking beer with a, with a friend, you know what I mean? And I like, totally just have to like stop everything for a second you know I'm like, no way no way this is happening you know yeah like that was that's just like crazy that he like just took the time to like listen to it you know uh-huh yeah so that's that's definitely uh, an accolade I, I didn't know i was gonna get you know what i mean yeah absolutely um must be hard at that moment as well to be like do i tell this person like how much that record means to me or do i yeah. hold back or yeah i mean i'm just gonna hold back you know <laughs> make for now you know what i mean like yeah you're so um, much more graceful than i think i would have been uh, yeah i uh i don't know I've, I've definitely been in those moments where i'm like oh this is awesome like you know talking to like someone like that i saw a player or something and they're really like kind of like you know kind of like a like a a, a, like a dick to me a little bit yeah i'm like ah shit you know like fuck you know and then i like was i being stupid was i being you know absolutely yeah i'm just like i I don't like feeling that way so i kind of hold back no i'm I'm the same where it's like that you know that person could have just wanted to sit down because they just played and they're just like i i just need a moment yeah you know and then but but it's very difficult to put on that practical hat and be like it wasn't because i went up and gushed to them maybe they just spoken to 200 people that day and i was the one where they were like i'm gonna pass on this yeah yeah exactly yeah that's like that's something i don't think about the moment i'm like you know yeah and they say yeah like i was being weird man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but, i mean uh i've been i, I mean uh, like when i would play shows like you know for the pandemic um i would like you know be really into like you know me playing and like kind of like you know it'd be like a like, out-of-body experience you know in a way where you're like totally not feel like you're not in the room and you're just like you know, playing like in a different dimension and I would like mm-hmm. come out when the set's done or something and people would be like, like, Oh, that was great. And I'd like be like really anxious. And, oh know, my gosh. Yeah. Like nervous, like, Oh shit. Like, oh, thank you. Like, you know, kind of trembling. <laughs> Cause I like, wasn't there for like an hour, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like, you know? Absolutely. But, I don't know uh, about you, but I just want to run out the back door and then, you know, let that feeling drain off 
for a bit. It's crazy, exactly. isn't it, that in the context of a show, it's like immediately you're back in a room of people. That's exactly how I feel. I kind of want to go go out back and uh, uh, go outside and uh, smoke a cigarette and drink a beer real quick, and then I'll you know come back in and hopefully not be as uh, anxious, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the sweaty handshakes when you're literally just you just stop touching your equipment exactly and like you know uh, uh the the trembling of the voice like when yeah. you like, say thank you you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like i should probably should have something more interesting to say right now but i'm uh yeah, completely and, and utterly spent yeah yeah and they're like trying to like conversate and i'm like i'm like i'm like so like my brain feels like smooth brain you know yeah. in that moment yeah like, yeah you know like, i'll be right back and i kind of keep my head down a little bit yeah know, like yeah, yeah. so so i can just chill out you know but yeah i mean i'm sure that's what people have felt too but you know when i like you know went up to them but that this this was like before i like really started playing shows you know uh, like i remember i remember when i first moved to chicago i uh, he, he's my friend now, uh, uh, Tim, my, my friend, Tim Nordberg. Um, he goes by wish fulfillment, but, uh, he's like uh -huh. one of the first shows I like saw in Chicago, like, like experimental like shows. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he like, you know, like I saw he's like controlling his like modular rig with like an MPC and I was like, but like, I, when I listened to like the music, I was like so blown away and like awestruck by it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you know literally like like holy shit like this is exactly what i want to hear like damn you know and i like after it was done i went up to him and uh was like dude whoa dude fuck that was crazy man like holy <laughs> shit so you're using the npc thousand like, and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah and it was like you know kind of like awkward and like quiet and like you know didn't know me really at all you know yeah Just, like, fresh face and then you know kind of gravitated towards the people he knew, you know, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, now, now, like, now, like, you know, after four years of being here, you know, we know each other, our friends and stuff. So nice. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was one moment definitely that I remember, yeah. uh, off the top of my head, you know? Yeah. It's so hard. Cause you, you as a listener are, um, completely, bouncing off the walls and like i am i need to tell this person like how that made me feel uh, exactly oh, and the uh, energy is the opposite direction right to them that's the real difficulty i know it's uh it's uh growing up uh, i now know you know <laughs> i now know i should uh you know maybe i should just like become friends with the people uh that i uh respect and uh look up to and then yeah, that's fine <laughs> yeah by the way that show two years ago was uh was was great i didn't tell you at the time yeah that's oh, the way. oh yeah 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 telling him that yeah yeah oh no actually <laughs> I, I saw i saw tim uh the this weekend at uh at that homie's uh b-day party uh barbecue but uh yeah we were drunk and i was like i was like i was just like talking like gear with him you know he's like oh by the way you know by the way tim you know I don't know if I told you, but like, you're one of the first shows I saw in Chicago that like, really blew me away, man. Like, that shit was like next level. Like, I lost my mind to that, you know? And he was, 
It was just like it was funny because I don't think I'd ever told him before. You oh, know? that's so cool! And he's like, "Oh shit, thanks, man." Yeah. You know. Nice. You picked nice, a good moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a funny moment. Yeah, because <laughs> we're both drunk, and I like was talking, and I spilt spilt my beer because I forgot I had. I mean, I <laughs> got I had a beer in my hand, and I was like tilting it, and I spilt it. It was funny. <laughs> funny moment, but uh, yeah, I thought that was thought that was funny. Just like thinking about that, you know. Let's go on to your third and final record. Uh, yeah, the name. If you could uh, give me the name of it, it's uh, Los, it's by Los Rolands, mm. and it's uh, uh, Solo Exitos Volume Two. But like Solo Exitos only means like uh, or it means like uh, only the hits. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Los Rolands. Uh, they they go they go by Los Rolands or. Uh, Los Rolands de la Ceiba, which is um, a coastal town in Honduras that they're from. Hmm. Um, it's called La Ceiba. I mean, they're, they've been, they're like, they, they, they've been around since the 80s and stuff. Um, like, uh, they have this song called uh, Tiquita, Tiquita. You know, it's like, um, it is like a, one of their older songs, but it's a, uh, the most famous punta uh, song, you know, in Honduras. Um, mm. uh, they also have a Sopa de Caracol, which is uh, another famous song. Um, they they actually in in uh, in that version they they speak Garifuna, uh, which is like a dialect that the, in Honduras that um, some people speak. Um, but Sopa de Caracol is like a Honduran dish where it's like a caracoles. Uh, I don't I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like it's like a they're like uh they're like uh, it's like uh it's like it's like shellfish uh-huh. you know um it's like a like a shellfish soup uh, a caracol soup the broth is coconut milk base you know and all that but it's a uh, strictly from honduras but that's their other most famous song um which another group uh covered but they they had a they they sang it in spanish you know uh-huh. um, but um yeah, the the that one I chose the volume two is uh, uh the the song uh, Punta Revena. Yeah, um, I've been listening to that since I was like a kid. You know, like like yeah, uh, you know, my my dad would like put on music like on Sundays when we were cleaning the house. You know what I mean? And like you know that would always like come up that and like uh, tiquita tiquita. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, yeah, just like that album is like. Uh, super just like i you know throughout my years you know growing up i would like always like listen to it you know mm. um I, I even like downloaded it off like a uh, lime wire when that was a thing you know <laughs> um but yeah I'd, like it would just like always you know it's always like part of like my listening that i'd like kept with me and then uh you know just realizing like how much of an influence it had on like 
my sense of like uh, percussion and rhythm, you know. Hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a bunch of really solid tracks uh, on on this on this little comp of hits, you know. I mean, there's loads of records that you encounter when you're younger, and you're like, you know, they they feel super important at the time, and then as time goes on you shed them like they had their place in the past and you don't take them with you so what is it about los rollins and maybe this record in particular that you think has given it the power of being able to stay with you throughout all those years um well uh first and foremost you know a lot of a lot of the tracks uh you know uh, you know uh, for a while i'd go to hunters every uh, Christmas, you know, um, to visit my family and, uh, you know, Los Rolands would always be playing. Um, so that was like a reason it always stuck, you know, but, uh, mm. another reason just like, uh, just like the, the, the sheer, like, uh, passion and tenacity, like, you know, they have like, as musicians, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just like the whole, the, the, the like, the, the, the all-encompassing like yo soy los rolands y esta es la canción you know what i mean just mm-hmm. like I, like just the whole this is like the, yeah the passion you know but also yeah. just like the eclectic you know polyrhythms you know like they're really you know they're they're really just like these just sound really good in my ears and they they always have and uh they still do now you know it's just like fresh to me still you know yeah. So that's why I still listen to them. You know, there's another group from Honduras called uh, Gazabe um, that's, you know, also, you know, something I still listen to a lot. But that was a that was a harder album to find. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the they had it online on like streaming services, but uh, they recently uh, took it off to people in the United States. So, you know, it's right. not available in the country anymore, you know, so. Gotcha. That was a that was a bummer, but there's a there's a lot of lot of lot of stuff on that too. But yeah, yeah, that's that's why it's stuck with me for so long. Yeah, tell me about these polyrhythms. They seem so cool. I mean, you know, yeah, some... they're, yeah, go on. They're, they're just uh, it's just like I love how like uh, loose and like circular it is. You know, and, like, mm. how kind of like uh, intertwined they are with each other. You know, yeah. but they, you know, just like if you see videos of like, like yeah, them playing with each other, like it's like, they, you know, they kind of like, you know, they're playing, you know, the drums and there's another one's playing like some other drums, but they kind of like look at each other when, you know, something was just like, you know, goes right and just like exactly like how they want, you know? Yeah. And it, it's just like, it's just really cool to see like that, you know, it's kind of like just straight intuition, you know, and straight like, you know what they want to hear is like, you know, performers, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's one, that's the, that's why I've always been so cap- uh, captivated by like, uh, music too, you know, just like, I, I, it's, I really like how, how, uh, how much, uh, how much pride they take, uh, in, in, in Honduras too, you know, which is, which makes me like proud, you know, as well that, like, oh, this music is, uh, it's Honduran, you know? Yeah. I mean, tell me about your dad. It sounds like he was a real celebrant of Honduran music, generally. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, he sounded cool as well. I read about him in the Wire piece. He was a dancer as well, right? Yeah, he used to be a, a merengue, salsa, cumbia dancer when he was younger. Um, you know, as like a, you know, as a joke, you know. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't joking, but like when he told he's like, all the girls wanted to dance with me because I was the best, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, and even like, you know, his friend Luis visited recently. Um, and, and he was like, he's like, you know, you know, like, you know, it's not a joke, you know, he was the best, he's the best dancer, <laughs> you know, and even, yeah, the, um, even, even with his, uh, uh, beer belly these days, uh, uh, he, he, he was dancing, you know, he Still got, got a little it. drunk, started dancing. <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah, you, you move those hips, man. Like, shit, you know? <laughs> Like he's like he's like dancing by himself but he's like yeah it was i you know i in the moment i thought i was like dang you're so good that you're like leading yourself you know, <laughs> you know, now people lead and dancing and stuff yeah yeah, yeah so i was like damn man, that's, that's so cool um, but yeah he's a uh, he's always like played he's always like you know even like now he like goes on youtube and watches like uh, old videos and performances from like you know uh, musicians and artists like uh, listens to a lot of cumbia you know to um go he just watches it he watches videos on uh, the studio his name is aniseto molina hmm. which is like a famous cumbia guy um watches that a lot he's always been a uh, very celebratory of uh, the, the punta and uh the you know always like uh making a playlist uh when we go to honduras for like uh uh, the Christmas party we have, you know, nice. that'd be all of his favorites. Um, but yeah, um, he made sure that it was an uh, important part of my life, you know? That's really cool. I mean, do you have lots of crossover in your music tastes? Um, with my dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, when it comes to Latino music, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I still listen, you know, to uh, punta and perengue and salsa. Like, yeah, if I'm in the car, like, I always, like, you know, play, play that stuff with him, you know. What does, he, what does he think of your music? It's hard to say, because it's, like, definitely, you know, uh, it's, de- it's, it's, de- it's, it's definitely hard to, to explain to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a few of the tracks he, he likes, you know, but... For the most part, uh, he he just doesn't understand it yeah. as much, you know. I mean, I would like tell him, I'm like, do you hear like, you know, some of the like, you know, Latino elements? He's like, oh, yeah, I hear it, but uh, but what? Why does it sound like like that? You know, like distortion <laughs> or something? You know, yeah. What is it? You know, some of the, like more experimental parts of my music, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, it's just like, you know, I don't know. That's what I felt them out so, oh, okay <laughs> like yeah but yeah like uh, i showed my cousin recently too because he was uh visiting uh and he's like oh so i'll see you like, know, like oh no no i hear that I, I, I hear. But, but like like what are the where, what does it mean where are the words you know <laughs> and i'm like uh yeah it's good no it's good it's this is you know, I tell him, oh, it's from it's from my heart. Is there is there is there me corazón? You know, like what I feel. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's the they hear the elements, uh, but it's still like a kind of a a world apart, you know, in a way. Um, mm. I mean, he's, he's proud of me. That's nice. Yeah, which is uh, just crazy, you know, because he always wanted me to be like a a soccer professional soccer player. You know? Oh wow. So, like, you know, when I, like, didn't keep playing soccer, he was, like, you know, basically, like, questioning, like, every decision I make, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, he's, he's come around these days, you know, now that I'm older, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the reason is because he, he uh, when he was a teenager before uh, he came to the United States, uh he got recruited to play for the Honduran national team and like trained with them, the Honduran national soccer team. Whoa. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like, you know, I mean, Honduras is like a very poor country and uh, the, the, the funding for, for that type of stuff isn't like little to none and you wouldn't make money really at all, at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So he like decided to, you know, uh, come to the United States uh, instead. But yeah, that's when he, he, his dream was like, you know, like, oh, you know, my, my kid, my, my boy, you know, is going to, he's going to be like, my boys are going to be like, you know, soccer players. You know? <laughs> and, uh, or, or, you know, like, you know, like his, the second, like the second thought was like, or lawyer, doctor, or something, right. something like that. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's uh it's yeah you know, uh, that's not how he turned that's not how he turned out you know so, uh, <laughs> yeah but, um but yeah that, that's that's definitely that's the 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 reason behind that you know but yeah that's so cool it's it's um it's hard nick because you want to communicate to these people that you love so dearly you're like this is what lights the fire under my ass like this is the thing that gets me so excited just to you know do this stuff this is my one central passion like uh i just want to i want to communicate like how much this means to me and not and you just you just want that resonated back right just to be like that's awesome yeah no it's 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 definitely uh in its own way kind of uh hard um to uh take that questioning and criticism when you can't necessarily uh, explain it yeah explain why i do it the way i do you know Mm -hmm. um but uh but it's you know it's all right because uh at the end of the day at the end of the day they're still proud of me and stuff you know so that's 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 good yeah um and as well i read that you have a plan at some point to go and play with some Honduran musicians. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, that's one thing I really want to do is, uh, um, go record, uh, you know, some of, uh, some of the musicians, you know, kind of, uh, do a whole, like, you know, my remix album of like, you know, like, uh, Punta music or something, you know? Wow. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's definitely something I, want to do you know i I mean it's not like i'm going you know i don't have like a time or set anything to do it because it's like 
feel like I gotta, I still gotta uh, progress more um, in a way to like bring, you know, bring myself. I feel like I just gotta uh, grow older. Hmm. I don't know. It's just something that I. It's like, uh, it's it's something that I uh, I can see myself doing and achieving uh, a, a little bit later in my life. You know. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's always on my mind, you know. I think I really enjoy as well having those kind of dual goals where you're like, um, okay, next month I'm going to work on playing an awesome show. But then there's something really satisfying about having those things way down on the horizon as well and being like, that's where I'm on a much larger scale, like rolling towards with everything that I'm doing. Exactly. That's... uh, That's... uh makes me feel even more that music is like exactly what I should be doing, you know? One other question I had was, you mentioned earlier about how you listen to music to reverse engineer and to, you know, extract things you'd like to transpose into your own music. I mean, where and how do you like to listen to music when you're listening like that? Like, uh, where are you? You know, is there an ideal setup for you? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, in my room or, you know, in my car if, you know if i have that moment of a uh, uh kind of uh that like moment of uh, that epi- epiphany moment where i'm like you know have this like idea brewing up and i like uh need like need some some more uh inspiration mm-hmm. and uh m- m- something to 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 stack that 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 initial you know feeling mm-hmm. um could be anywhere but i mean I never really go anywhere other than my house or, you know, go out to like the store or something. But like, if I'm in my car, you know, yeah, that too. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that's a lot of people still, isn't it? The car, home, shop. The car. Like. Yeah. The car. <laughs> or, you know, listening to, you know, my own music, uh, you know, to get that uh, car test, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes I do that too. It's like that's, that sparks inspiration. Like, like doing the car tests and like thinking out like oh maybe i should like uh roll off the base a little bit or like boost the base you know mm. so yeah. you know gives me inspiration to like work on you know certain things yeah yeah totally i guess at the moment as well it's just somewhere you can play music loud you know it's not always possible exactly yeah yeah i love uh love doing that it's fun yeah. <laughs> cruising down the neighborhood you know yeah i've been absolutely. listening to uh i've been listening uh, every time in the car i, I play uh the, the ub40 song uh rat in me kitchen yeah like i play that it's because it's like a summertime song for me so and it's like nice and sunny out and i'm like going somewhere in the night yeah that is not the band i was expecting you to say that's amazing yeah, it's uh, I, I feel really cool yeah. <laughs> in the car playing that song. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely uh, I'm gonna go get beers and head to the head to the lake. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the song. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun song. Yeah, yeah, right. Like UB40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love UB40. You know, that's oh, that's a, that's one thing my dad uh always growing up like growing up uh listen you'd listen to ub40 a lot you know wow you'd listen to it in the 80s but uh um but yeah like yeah that's uh re, re uh rediscovering ub40 like 
as uh, being older and listening back and uh, finding new tracks by you before it, like rat me kitchen. Cause you would listen to the, the album with uh, red, red wine and, you know, cheer, yeah. yo, cheer that out. The classic yeah. One. But yeah. I, I would, I, I would, I, I decided to do a little deeper in that. Rat in the kitchen. Yep. That's the track. <laughs> the deep cut. It's, it's, it, yeah. is the, it is the, it is the deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. UB40. Uh, I, I played, I played a UB40 not that long ago. Like a track. And he's like, oh man. You listen to this now? Yeah. Like, oh, it's my favorite album. Wow. When I was a teenager. Yeah. So there's there's that you know yeah yeah that's great i love it when those albums that parents like come back round um i i love it too it's it's great it's 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 fun to watch the reaction you know Mm -hmm. i think for me it had this thing where when you're younger and those albums are played around the house you don't get a choice whether or not you're listening to it so i had that period where that was exactly what i didn't want to listen to because mm-hmm. you know te- being a teenager you're finding your own footing and you're like well now i've got my own agency here and i can choose what i'm going to listen to i'm not going to simply play the stuff that my parents played no, all around the house that's that's how i felt except for like the the, the, the latino music mm-hmm. I, I always had like a soft spot for that but like yeah yeah like growing yeah teenager uh, i feel that part um yeah definitely uh not listening to anything my parents like any like pop type of you know stuff that my parents would listen to um when i was a kid yeah like no not for me like i need to find my own like find my own corner here exactly i went through a lot of phases you know yeah 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 (laughs) what what kind of phases did you go through uh when i was like in elementary school uh i I have an older half sister um, and she would listen to a lot of like you know the, the R&B and hip hop uh, and rap that would be on the radio, and uh, I was really into that. Like as a te- teenager, like like I would uh, go to like the store and buy the CDs and stuff. Like uh, I remember uh, when I finished fourth grade, I asked my mom if uh, we could go buy T Pain's uh, Epiphany that came out like a few days before. And I was just like, so like I would listen to that all the time. You know? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and then uh, in middle school, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, fuck the mainstream, man. I'm all about underground hip hop. Um, <laughs> and I went through that phase uh, for a while, and then uh, yeah, like later high, like late mid late high school till now, it's like kind of just like a, I, I like I like I like I like almost everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a, you know, now I, you know, now I appreciate the mainstream hip hop that was coming out then. And I, you know, uh, listen back and I'm like, damn, like, why was, why was I so angsty about this? Yeah, yeah. This is good. You know, this is still good, you know. um, But yeah, now I I don't really have any uh, boundaries for, you know, as long as it sounds good to me, then I think it's like good, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a, Maybe except for modern country. I like old country, <laughs> but like the new country is kind of is way too like patriotic for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I like the the old outlaw country. 
country like from the 70s and stuff like that yeah nice um a little less flag waving and that's yeah stuff, exactly I guess. yeah more like uh anti 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 uh anti-patriot uh all about drinking drinking the beer and getting getting into some trouble <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah uh yeah i like pop stuff too like uh i think uh i don't know there's this one ariana grande song that i think sounds yeah, that it's I, I like i think it sounds good it's it's like one time you know sometimes i pop that on i'm like damn <laughs> yeah this production is really good and catchy you know what i mean yeah totally yeah it's like uh it's a nice place to arrive at where you're like i feel confident enough in my own tastes and inclinations now that i'm not out to impress anyone with what music i'm wearing on my sleeve suddenly exactly you can pull from every direction that's great that's uh that's, that's how i feel uh, I don't know, from just like experience with people, I feel like it's closed minded to like, you know, denounce something because of, uh, of what it is or where it comes from, you know, instead of giving it like any chance at all, you know? Totally. Yeah. But that's just me, you know? I, yeah. I, uh, sometimes I play songs like at like parties or something that like people are like, dude. What, what, what the fuck, man? You know, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, don't you hear it? It's not, it's, it's good. It's a like good production. Yeah, you know, like, and they're just like so, like, you know, uh, on the heady, the heady only vibe. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But, like they, they kind of like, you know, fuck this, you know, instead of giving it any sort of chance. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. I had that role at parties as well, where I go, I'm going to put on this song, and someone would confront me and say, look look at everyone now now that that's playing like you've totally sucked the vibe out of the room like we're onto a good thing uh, yeah uh, at, the, at that point you'd be like, you'd just be like sounds like it sounds like a them problem you know what i mean it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sounds like they they need to open their heart up or something. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for talking about your record, talking about um, these important records, bringing UB40 right at the end there. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, definitely a real pleasure for me as well. <laughs>